Have you ever found yourself confused about the current state of the MCU or whatever the hell is happening with the DC universe? Do you often have no idea what the hell the difference is between craft beer and that butt ice stuff at the gas station? Well, then look no further. We present to you Hops Geek News. We're yet another geek and beer podcast in an already oversaturated market. All right, all right. We drink and we pretend we know things. More often than not, we don't really know things, but we do talk some really great topics and we most definitely can drink. We'll deliver you news and then dive into any random topic you might have never knew you actually were passionate about. With lots of fun facts about beer. And from Marvel to DC and Star Wars, and to why Die Hard is most definitely a Christmas movie. Which it is. Basically anything that our spouses are sick of hearing us talk about. Join us on YouTube or anywhere you listen to podcasts. New episodes weekly. Just search Hops News. Hello and welcome to another edition of Hop Heroes, the show where we talk about, what do we talk about again? I don't know, man. It's been a while. It's been so long. I think we talk about my beard. We, I know we talk about, that sounds, that sounds right, Zach's beard. Yeah. I think we also talk about Kobe Bryant as the GOAT. We talk about Cyclops as the most powerful X-Men there's ever been. We, do, we unfortunately do stop on Cyclops whenever X-Men comes up. And we also yeah. talk about Kylo Ren as this the greatest like the Star Wars podcast villain. I've ever heard. Let's just cut it here. If this is what we're actually talking about, I'm just going through the bullet points of all my. Let's just cut it. All the hills that That's I'm willing to die on. That's a wrap. <laughs> we had a good run. Uh, no, but we're back, man. We're back on the mic. It's been over a month, I think, since we've been uh, recording, and I appreciate you, hopheads out there. Sticking through with us. Uh, it's been a month of transition for myself, but your boy is back in Washington. I'm here in the flesh. My hand is currently on Zach's thigh. Like I can touch him. <laughs> this, is this is happening. This is happening. We have our comic enthusiast and talented artist, JR Gonzalez, on with us. JR, how you doing, man? Pretty good. Pretty good. Enjoying life. Uh, hanging out. That kind of stuff. <laughs> Enjoying life. Hanging out. That kind of stuff. So. Something happened today, Jr. That I wanted to ask you about. Um, the Buccaneers beat the Packers. Going on. To the yeah, I got a lot of text messages today too about that. <laughs> I have a thought of how that would feel if I was in your position, being a Patriots fan and watching that happen. Is it like your girlfriend leaving you and then finding some fucking stacked ass Instagram model, <laughs> like over the top, like guarantee to win Instagram any? Yeah. Like just, being the thirstiest. Like her life just gets exponentially better. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> just what was I thinking? Um, struggling through that for. It was. Uh, I. It's six a, Super Bowls. It's definitely kind of weird to see him throw. I mean, he threw three picks today, so it's not like you know, it's not like. But when you've got the talent that he jabs. Yeah. When, he, jabs. when you got the when you've got the talent that that hit that team does, it's like hard not to get to the Super Bowl. So I mean, oh, any I quarterback could have done I that. It. So I mean, I, I appreciate Tom Brady. I'm glad he's there. I'm gonna definitely root for him in the Super Bowl because I'm not a Kansas City fan or a Bills fan. I'm definitely not a Bills fan, so I guess uh, I'll I'll enjoy it. It's nice to see uh, uh, Tampa Bay again in the Super Bowl. Um, I was rooting for Aaron Rodgers because I think he's a cool dude, but uh, yeah, it's of kind of bittersweet for sure. <laughs> not let me not, let me fun. let me pose this scenario to you. 
what if the whole time the Patriots were actually ass and Tom Brady was carrying them and him leaving the Patriots and then on their first season going to the Super Bowl with a new team actually just establishes Tom Brady as the reason why the Patriots have been so good and not Bill Belichick and the rest of the team. I do believe there's a couple seasons that are 100% Tom Brady. I'm not going to deny that. But I also think that you can't be a 20-year dynasty without having the infrastructure that New England had. So you're kind of like, hey, I'll take one or two Super Bowls, but you're definitely not going to get to six. I mean, the first three. So you think overall it was the dynasty? I think overall it was a dynasty. Not Tom. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think definitely there was definitely seasons that were Tom's, like for sure, like t- the 2014 season, Tom, you know. Undefeated one. Yeah. The undefeated one, yeah. But uh, it's hard to say. He also took pay cuts so that dynasty could be. He did take pay cuts. I'm not denying Tom Brady's the GOAT. I mean, he's the GOAT. I mean, 10 Super Bowls. I mean, that's insane. He's for sure the GOAT. Now. It's ridiculous it's how insane. much of the GOAT he is. <laughs> so, yeah. And this no season idea. just like. Kills any argument against it. I this feel is like. exactly like what he We're done arguing. Do. Yeah, that, we yeah. might even be talking about Tom Brady as the greatest athlete of all yeah, time. At this I mean, point. Like, yeah. outside of football. It's definitely, yeah. uh, it's definitely great to see. I, I'm, I'm thrilled to be like alive and coherent at the time of, of Tom Brady. So it's great to see it in sports. Um, I feel that. But yeah. it's definitely uh, like it's also like watching your ex. Yeah, it's definitely like tough Instagram to watch because you know that. Uh, um, yeah. It's just I, I always every time I watch watch Tampa too, I always get a little scared because they got some they've got some like really really great spots, but they got some really really bad spots. And that's if Tom Brady has like a mess up game, you know that coaching like they're what is it their special teams is like the worst in the NFL or something, you know. So it's like. That's that's a coaching thing. So I don't know, but yeah, it's it's fun to watch Tampa Bay again. I guess you know I liked it when Mike Allstott was there, and uh, first home team in the history of the NFL. I know that's fun to watch too. To go to the Super Bowl. I just don't want the Super Bills. Super Bowl home field advantage. Yeah. Can't have fans. Yeah. How fucking perfect. Yeah. There's no fans in that stadium. I mean, if they can, it's not. Full it's capacity. Florida, it's not full so sure. it's, there might still be fans. It is Florida, so they're probably just like fuck it. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. They started it. So. Yeah. Interesting scenario. Um. Handling it like a champ. Proud of you, big guy. And then, <laughs> Thanks, uh, Mike. We have our third <laughs> most uh, published author. And uh, I don't know. What else do you got on your resume? Oh, uh, talent. Voiceover director. Voiceover director. Uh, Zach Barlow. What's up, guys? What's up, big dog? How you doing? Uh, we're doing good. So if you haven't heard, Zach's now voiceover director in his company. And he got that job because of me and JR. So you're <laughs> And I'm very happy to be a part of uh, mostly 99% responsible for 99. 99. Well, I gave you 1%. So actually, JR gets 0.5, and then you get 0.5. Yeah. Just seems like a really high percentage. That, that sounds yourself. great to me. <laughs> no, but that's pretty cool, man. What are you doing with your new role? What's, what's that mean? Um, so we do commercials for Microsoft and Adobe and every other, a lot of larger technology companies, and those have voiceovers and so there's talent that goes into a music studio and my job is to go into the studio with them and fucking crack the whip you know what i mean like just make sure that they're on their shit and that they're hitting their p's and q's and really i just need to get out of them their peak performance so it's really about like infiltrating their psyche like understanding who they are what makes them tick and then pushing the correct buttons at the correct time like, mm-hmm. if I need tears, I get tears. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I need joy, I get joy. If I need panic, 
I need fucking panic. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so like that's the role. Mm. So, so that's the role that you have in your head. In my mind, I visualize them snapping their fingers and demanding a Diet Coke on a <laughs> you, run, and you get that Diet Coke for them. In reality, it's somewhere in the middle. The reality, the, reality, the reality is I get the talent there, and I don't, most of the time I'm just like, you're doing great. You're, I, love, I love what you're doing. Keep yeah. doing that. And then, like, little titty bit of uh, uh, advice here and there, and that's basically how it actually plays out. That's awesome, man. No, very, very cool. Very cool stuff. Proud of you. Um, I mean, it's been a long time since we've been on the mic, so we didn't even get to talk about the holidays, and we're not going to camp on Christmas or New Year's. I mean, it's almost February at this point. Um, but I did get a Christmas gift from Zach that I finally opened today. Um, I opened the gift on New Year's, but I finally went to play it today, and it was Cyberpunk um, for PS4, and I was stoked to play this game and i open it and in the box there's like a burnt disc with like some kind of asian writing on it that i couldn't read and i put it in the playstation and the playstation says play dvd and this is odd so i i I play the dvd and then all of a sudden it's just a bunch of asian writing on the tv and then it's like this storybook background with an asian narrator speaking in a language that i didn't comprehend and then it's Five to seven minutes later, it's an, a bunch of Asian women in a classroom talking to each other. And then it took me about 10 minutes to realize this wasn't cyberpunk. This is some kind of bootleg DVD, <laughs> some foreign film that was in the cyberpunk case that Zach got me for Christmas. And I'm just curious where you got, where you got this from. Is this a, like a, a slow or a long like con? Is this like yeah. all part of your plan? Good question. I appreciate the question. Um, I stole it. Um, <laughs> No, I, I got it from Target. I, I have to, I have two uh, hypotheses here. Either somebody took it that was putting the boxes together and did a flip and switch or whatever, or they packaged the wrong box. Like they mispackaged the wrong box because I got it from Target in person. It was under a lock and key. <laughs> Like, I have no idea how this fucking game became what it was. It's like a burnt disc with marker written on it. Like, I don't know what the hell, how this got into the cyberpunk case, because it was wrapped in plastic, like, and it was from Target. Yes, it was wrapped in plastic when you got it. So we're thinking this is like a golden ticket Willy Wonka scenario where we just won some sweepstakes in China that we have no idea how, and we're going to figure it out, but we might be famous. We might be famous. Or we got like the death note and now we have the black spot. Well, you got the death note. Don't put that on me. I mean, you gifted me the no, death note. I didn't open it. You, yeah, who's we, the first person that saw it? Maybe it's like it falls. That's how death note happens. Gift it to somebody else. Let's give it to Mark. No. It's probably like. I don't know. Maybe. It's probably like the ring. I'm surprised your jaw yeah. still. It's, a, oh. it's, it's the black spot from Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> you get the black spot. But it is a movie and I watched it. <laughs> I see on seven see? days. Oh, oh no. Shit! <laughs> Jordan is. Yeah. All right. So we may or may not have an episode coming next week. But <laughs> past seven days but yeah just an overall very very odd scenario but we are here currently and alive currently so let's focus on that and not only are we in 2021 now but we are in phase four of the mcu it's a, it started y'all we're talking wandavision finally uh something that we've been waiting for not necessarily because we're stoked on wanda or vision as characters but we're stoked for the start of phase four like this is the beginning of something new that we haven't had in new and different i mean yeah, new and different that we haven't had in forever. So we're very excited about that. But before we go into WandaVision, 
we're gonna have Zach lead the beverage breakdown today. So let's crack some brews and go in the beverage breakdown. All right, so today we have the Atomic Robot IPA from Red Hook, and we're gonna, oh, that's good stuff. Yeah, get that. <laughs> Remember, you have to have a frozen glass. Frozen oh, it's thawed. Not frozen anymore. It took so long to set up the audacity yeah. that it thawed. Yeah. It was frozen at one point, so we're gonna give this a pour. As we pour, I can uh, tell you that it's pretty light in color, especially yeah. for an IPA. I feel like normal or normal ipas are kind of more red but i definitely can see a, like a, a hazy cloud mm-hmm. and before i taste it let's go into a little a little bit of facts here so the atomic robot is a uh juicy ipa that's perfectly balanced with the notes of lemon and mango and a crisp clean finish um the aroma is lemon, mango, and apricot. The body is light and hazy. Flavor is lemon, mango, grapefruit, light malt mouthfeel. Ooh, say mm, that five times. I love fast. that fucking mouthfeel. Mm. That's my favorite mouthfeel. Um, and uh, has a crisp, acidic finish. And uh, finishes clean and a juicy, sessionable IBA. So 4.5 ABV, um, nothing like super heavy. 4.5. Wow. Yeah. That's light. Yeah, pretty light, pretty light. Um, and, uh, we can just go ahead and give this a little, I don't really smell any, uh, citrus. No, it looks like it would have, looks like lemonade almost. Oh, wow. Oh man, this is actually really good. Yeah? Yeah. So it's, it's funny you say it looks like lemonade. The lemon comes through quite a bit and it doesn't have a, it doesn't have a, uh, does it taste like lemonade? It doesn't have like that IPA bite to it. Um, but that citrus is very smooth throughout and crispy. It's almost like a cider. It's like a shandy. Yeah. 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 Atomic Robot Red Hook. Interesting. That's not what I was expecting. <clears throat> me either. It's a very unique IPA. I almost, if you gave me this and said, what kind of beer is this? I might say blonde. Yeah. Or, or like, like blonde sour. Yeah. Like a sour almost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I really like it. You could drink that in the sun, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. A little bit about Red Hook before we move forward. In 1981, Red Hook founders Gordon Bacher and Paul Shipman had a vision to bring Seattle a better beer than the light yellow fizzy stuff that was widely available at the time. Seizing upon the progressive energy of other pioneering Emerald City brands, the two established Seattle's Red Hook Ale Brewery. From modest beginnings in an old transmission shop in the Ballard neighborhood to a former trolley car barn in Fremont, Red Hook has always embodied the spirit of Seattle. After 39 years, Seattle's original craft brewery is still brewing fresh, innovative craft beers for the new generation of beer lovers. That was kind of their their uh, their own story, but I would like to pose this question to the group before we move on. Mm. What brewery, if any, would you say embodies the spirit of Seattle? It's interesting. I haven't been to many Seattle breweries, like, physically. Yeah, but you know what breweries are from Seattle. Yeah. yeah. So, like, just, like, their beer, then? Yeah. Like, what kind of product in yeah. Seattle? Oh, it's tough. I, I, my favorite brewery in Seattle uh, is Georgetown. 
I'm a big yeah, interesting. I'm a big uh, Lucille Bodizafa. I love Johnny Utah. I can't. I feel like Bodie's a little um, bit overrated. I'm not gonna lie. Bodie's more mainstream, but I really like Georgetown. But I feel like embodying the essence of Seattle is super. I think Elysian takes the cake because it started small in Seattle and then sold out big. And that's what Seattle's doing right now. I'm selling out to all selling these tech companies. Tech. <laughs> Amazon's coming in. Microsoft's already here. Like Seattle was like this little hidden gem. It's a little emerald in the Pacific Northwest, and now it's just fucking tech. Everything. So, pick the story. Elysian makes the most sense. Yeah, I I would yeah. I would say neither of those. Oh, like you didn't guess the one that I would I would put. You're gonna say Fremont Brewing. I would put forward. What's up? Fremont Brewing. No. No. That's a good one though. Fremont's good. Yeah. Yeah. Hazy Kraken. Pyramid. Uh Oh. The fallen homie, dude. Yeah, dude. Oh man. Yeah. Why I feel like every time I went to a game, a Seahawks game, a Mariners game, anything, you always started at Pyramid. Like that was the mm-hmm. place to go. And I know we're just talking products and I kind of my argument is about the actual experience of going to the brewery, mm-hmm. so it's not really fair. But if you ask me what embodies Seattle, all my experiences in that building body embody Seattle. Yeah, Pyramid's the, the sweet story of Seattle. Like yeah. the pre-game, pre-Mariners, pre-Seahawks, yeah. getting your friends together, playing cornhole on the front lot, Hell whatever. Yeah, like for sure. Like in re- in nostalgic memory, Pyramid beautifully. In in harsh reality, Elysian. <laughs> in that's but funny. uh yeah. I like both of that. So, yeah, Red Hook's, I mean, that's a great beer. Uh, Red Hook's a great brewery. I've actually been to Red Hook Brewery. It's a really cool spot. We had a fancy football banquet there. Oh, I bet you that was fun. It was a blast. Yeah. Nice. It's a good times. All right. Well, thanks for doing that beverage breakdown for us, Z. And uh, <clears throat> I'm going to be doing the story synopsis today. We're rotating roles to kind of mix it up. 2021, WandaVision, shit's weird. Let's get weird with it. So, we're three episodes in to the first wait, season. Wait, Don't start yet. Put everything on hold. How much time do I have? What? 60 seconds? Yeah. Don't cut any of this, by the way. 60 seconds to get three episodes? You have 60 seconds. <laughs> Fuck. Three episodes. All right. Challenge. Ready? Yeah. One. Two, three, go. So on the start of the season WandaVision, we start off in a Dick Van Dyke black and white sitcom set in the 50s, I believe. Um, And it's very old school, and they lean into the style of Dick Van Dyke with the cheesy offhanded comments, the stay-at-home wife, the hardworking husband, and Wanda and Vision play the characters. And they aren't really themselves, more so as characters in this portrait of what the show would be. And that's really the season that we've had so far. Uh, The first episode is Dick Van Dyke, and they have this hidden date they don't know if it's an anniversary or whatnot and it's actually their boss coming over for dinner and it's this whole nervous wreck episode two is a talent show and this is more of a bewitched theme um you have wanda pointing her finger creating all this magic uh vision eats some gum on accident and gets them all gummed up and he's all messed up and then he's tripping out uh episode three we finally have color and uh oh wanda's pregnant and she has not only one kid, but twins. And stuff starts to get weird. We start seeing some riffs. And now episode four is going to get awesome. Woo! <laughs> no, I'm sweating. One minute, 36 seconds. I'm sweating. I missed so much, but that's the, that's the gist. That's of the what gist. We had so far. <laughs> Great job. Great oh, job. Thanks, man. Great job. That's, that's hard. Um, in episode three, I would say the theme is Brady Bunch. That would be my guess. It didn't really have like the exact precise Dick Van Dyke bewitched like the first two, but it was 70s. It was kind of yeah. 
kind of groovy, you know, weird outfits. It got a very Brady Bunch bell bottoms kind of feel. Yep. There definitely was a, um, a uh, they even put the stairwells in there as well. They 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 in the set that they did with the Brady Bunch. Oh. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. So yeah, there we go. Okay. So uh yeah, man. Three episodes in, I think we all have opinions, and then JR's gonna lay, lay some Easter eggs on us in our Easter egg hunt, but first reactions. What I can think? start. Um I was not stoked about this assignment. <laughs> I was pretty bummed about it actually. Especially I because to do something else. Yeah, I wanted to do something I was hella stoked about. Expanse. We're just gonna throw that out there. Expanse. Which I'm stoked Ex- about. We exed that and moved to this and so I was bummed about it. But you took it like a champ and I appreciate that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Handle the talent dog. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just don't like the characters. Like I just don't give a shit about Wanda. Scarlet Witch or Vision. Mm-hmm. Um especially Vision. Like it's it's more than Scarlet Witch is fine with me. But I like kind of despise Vision. Wow. <laughs> despise is yeah, a strong word. Like I actually hate him a lot because of how he handled himself in the um in the MCU universe. Like I he's supposed to be all powerful he has this gem like he can do all these things and he was such a victim like a he was a bitch mm-hmm. he was I'll, I'll go farther than victim you got wrecked bitch yeah and a lot of people had to save him and it fucked a lot of other people so i was never on board with vision but i will i will say that uh the first episode of this season i thought was actually kind of funny really i laughed really yeah i i, I chuckled quite a bit and I kind of don't know where we're going as a whole. Like, I have no idea how this is going to shape up into anything coherent. Yeah. But I found the episodes I've seen so far charming and light and even kind of funny sometimes. So I'm like, I'm optimistic. Okay. Okay. JR, what are your thoughts? Um, I like how I start with, um, I actually was kind of on the same boat where it did not look exciting because it's TV and we're not used to watching this stuff on TV. It's, you know, I mean, it's, it's better than TV because there's no commercials because it's on Disney plus, but I think Marvel claims this is their first TV show. Is that correct? It's like they've had TV shows before Disney plus or Marvel. Oh, Marvel. Maybe MC is MCU's first. TV show. I mean, I, I guess you could say I mean, that. They have an animated series, Yeah, I mean, I guess you could say live action. I can't think of any other Marvel live well, action. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That's Marvel, right? Oh, you're right then. Yeah, S.H.I.E.L.D. X-Men. X-Men series? Animated. Oh, animated, yeah. yeah. So maybe this is just the first MCU. Sh- yeah. Yeah. But Mar- S.H.I.E.L.D's MCU, kind of. Yeah, I catch you. I, I think that's right. I, I mean, the S.H.I.E.L.D. There's hella Marvel yeah. unanimated yeah. series. Yeah. Like on maybe Netflix. they think a They're sitcom. Maybe they meant Iron sitcom. Because yeah. it's kind of like a sitcom. It's only like 30 minutes each episode, you know, or 37. Mm, yeah. So it is a little bit different. Um, Oh, yeah. I, I'm on the same page. I didn't quite want to watch it other than curious but i did i did enjoy it i did there's a lot there's actually a lot of great stuff that mixes in comic books and from the mcu so there are a lot of easter eggs so of course my job today was to go through all that but uh prior to that you can kind of see a lot of them but i'm actually it's so different it's so weird it comes from a great storyline from the house of m um which was published in 2005 and where wanda goes has a mental breakdown basically and obviously with the 
Tom King's uh, story that we did last year. Um, kind of a little bit of a mixture of that. So I think I was excited just to see those things. But I'm, I'm actually quite enjoying it. I watch it when I get up in the morning and I work out. So um, I'm it. Well, you're working out now, bro? Bro, I got to stay ripped. I can't just go soft. Oh. Getting old. I mean, I, I respect Respect the hustle. Yeah. Getting swollen, man, in the morning. He's watching WandaVision. Good for you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So preemptive, not excited, but so far kind of pleasantly surprised, and it's it's okay. Yeah, it's turning into a mystery, too. So kind of kind of enjoying that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I have... I have not been. I was excited for this, and I haven't been pleased. So oh, I wow. think that we're on. <laughs> why were you excited? Wow, Different sizes of fans. Like, <laughs> what about this made you excited? I saw it as a Twilight Zone sci-fi weird series, and was hoping for a lot of that, and I haven't got a lot of that yet. I feel like we're getting there, so I'm excited for the future of the show, the direction the show's heading in. But so far, I thought that the tropes of the old school sitcom was going to be like. A background thing and they were going to be their characters but they're leaning into this so tough to where they're not even themselves really they're kind of just caricatures of the era and the humors that that era and the storyline is that era and that's what i've been disappointed in so far and i get why they're doing it they're setting the groundwork to like in my opinion and i don't know what jr is going to talk about with the easter eggs in the background because i don't i I'm, I'm just complete opinion i think that we're in wanda's bubble right now where she because this is post endgame so this is in the timeline this is after what we've seen already and i feel like she's created this fantasy world in her head to escape and she took vision with her and she's making all this stuff up in her head so like right now it's a perfect little storybook world because she's created that but she's losing grip and you're seeing cracks like the color starts to come in and the characters start to be weird and I feel like it's going to start getting down that. And you see a little like. And neither of them know like their own story. Nobody really. knows. Yeah. It's like, when did you get married? Happening. How did you guys meet? And they're both just like. Uh, yeah. Moving on. And you see, you know, sword and you see the beekeeper at the end of episode two, like just weird things. And like, she goes, nope. And she reverses time. Like she can just control the whole thing. And, and she has way more power that in my opinion that I've ever seen in this show. Like I never, I, I know she has telekinesis and whatnot, but she can just create things out of thin air. She has, like, all the powers of the Infinity Stones. Yeah, that was new to me. Um, so, in my opinion, that, make, that means that this world is hers that she's created somehow. So, I'm not excited for what I've seen because I didn't think it was that funny. I, I think it's kind of most of the stuff landed flat to me because it was so old school humor. And I get that's what they were trying to do. I just I, I wanted them to be themselves kind of mocking that as opposed to diving into that. But... I think that the weirdness is, is starting to happen more and more. And as, as long as we focus more on the weird and the rifts and the dimensions that are going to come out of this, that's what has me excited. So, so far, not excited, but excited about what's going to come. I, I will also say that I, even though I despise Vision, um, <laughs> their story, like Vision and Wanda's story, if you kind of take a step back from your own hatred, putrid hatred of Vision. So that's got some feelings. It's uh. Pretty moving. Pretty moving. I mean, they, they both come from the Infinity Stones. Um, they kind of, like, relate to each other in that way. They fall in love. They become kind of not part of the main Avengers, so they find solace in each other. Ultimately, Wanda has to kill her lover by, like, destroying mm -hmm. the stone, like, to save the galaxy. I mean, that's mm -hmm. fucking... 
pretty heavy. And then it doesn't even matter because Thanos just reverses times and just takes it anyway. And then snaps Wanda away. And it's just like, God damn. So their story is riveting. Vision just sucks. (laughs) Now, I did like uh, More Than a Human. That story, the vision story we did when he was like the suburban dad with the kids that are all vision, they're all synthesoids or whatever, and they all go to school yeah. and they have their issues. Oh, yeah. That was a cool Ooh. story, and, and I was hoping this would be more of that. It's it's not. So far, it's more House of I M. Seen that at all. More than yeah. that vision book with Tom King, like I was saying. Um, that Tom King book was more about vision wanting to be human, and it was more directed from kind of his point of view. This is actually, I think, more of House of M, which is directed from Wanda's point of view. In fact, she's the one that has kids and has twins, and it is Billy and uh, what was the other kid's name? Billy and Tommy. Billy and Tommy. Those are actually her kids' names. Um, and she loses them, which is why she creates that world. Which the House of M started a whole like event after event after event after event, um, and, and led to kind of where things are now. I mean, she's the one that wiped out almost every mutant. You know, which started right. the Messiah X, which started for hope, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, um, so do you think that they're just gonna follow the House of M like as kind of the next phase of MCU? I heard again, this is just the kernel of the beginning of it. I heard no, I heard they're just using this for WandaVision. Um, there's so much more mm-hmm. going on. The fact that you see the sword, I mean, that has to deal with uh inter- intergalactic uh, um, threats typically but it sounds like mcu might even do that to every kind of threat to humanity or to the world um which sword if anybody wants to know what it stands for i actually wrote that down because it's pretty long yeah swords like shield right yeah and it's sentinel world observation and response department and that's the comic book version and they're thinking sword in the mcu is going to be um a little bit different where it's uh sentinel weapon observation response division in the MCU, which means everything that's a threat, not just inter intergalactic or not just extraterrestrial, it's like everybody. And like I said, in the House of M, um, which is written by Brian Michael Bendis, it pretty she pretty much almost wipes out everybody with her mental breakdown and creates this world where things are the way she wanted it to be. Um, and Magneto so, and her brother play a big role in that as well. Let me. I'm curious about this what how does she wipe everyone out in a mental breakdown is it kind of like the phoenix where if she I was just going to say that it's just such she's, her dies, yeah. essentially she breaks down reality this is why things are changing in her in the show you know where they go from black and white to color because she's actually it's all a mental power game for her and things and people are trying to get involved i think we heard bucky's voice at some point Who's doing this to you, you know, in the background, you know? Was that Bucky? That was Bucky. That was Stan, uh, Sebastian. Oh, okay. Sebastian Stan's voice. That. So Very they're cool. thinking, th- and it could lead, maybe she's been put in, in, induced into a coma and she's built this world. Uh, who knows? I mean, I, it's such a mystery. I think this is why I'm starting to like it because they really are playing off stories, but they're creating their own. And so it's not um, predictable if you are a comic book fan because you're like, okay, we're going to mix it in. But we're also gonna put a little spice in this salad, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a cool part. Um, and hmm. I need to reread the house. It's been such a long time. I only read it like, like, like a couple comic books. I haven't actually read like the whole story. Um, but since I'm in a comic book store constantly now, I get a lot of these detailed info 
a lot of spoiler alerts from people. So, um, but it's such a it's such a dynamic storyline that everybody should read because it did change the comic book world for a very long time. Very long time. Is WandaVision going to be one of those things like Black Panther where we're all just like, man, this shit sucks. And then like it ends up being like fucking groundbreaking. No, because we've seen it at this point. Like we've seen three episodes. We have an idea. Like Black Panther was completely shot in the dark. What's going to happen? Well, we read Black Panther. We read the comics, but the comics weren't that great. The comics are trash. Yeah, Yeah, they're not that. The movie was just phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? But I, but I wonder if WandaVision is kind of like the kernel of where MCU is moving to, and we're kind of just watching like her start to have a breakdown. Yeah. And it just builds into like other stories and other movies. Like, well, let's let's talk about that, Jr. Let's go on an Easter egg hunt. This will probably open up some doors and see what we're what we're missing and. Hints for the future of the MCU. So there's quite a bit of obviously Easter eggs in this, just like you know a lot of these movies, um, but particularly this one. There was like 28 to 30 that are or 28 to like 35 that might be like facts in them, and then there's about like 10 to 15 that are what people think are Easter eggs. So obviously, I just try to take what I thought might be useful to us, um, and then I did some notable men- um, mentions. Uh, first one is obviously the sword. Like I was saying, that's a big thing. You see it mm-hmm. twice. You see it at the end of episode one, and it's kind of in the corner of the credits on this screen, where it kind of looks like a tech, like a nineteen seventies like computer room, and uh, you see the sword symbol mm-hmm. to the left. The other time, and somebody's observing. Observing, Wanda. yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think is that where I th- I can't remember if that's the spot where you hear Bucky. It starts to go hazy, and then Bucky comes in at the end. Um. The second time you see it is on when she starts to see color, and she, I think she first seen color when she cuts her hand, and or uh, the helicopter in the a bush. helicopter in the bush. The oh, okay, one. and then she and yeah. on that helicopter is the sword symbol. So now you're starting to see like a a much larger picture. Now you're having okay, kind of like um, Hydra, which will lead me into my next Easter egg, which was Hydra soap. I don't know if anybody saw that. Uh, they're, the commercial, they're commercial yeah. <laughs> or it's a soap made of Hydra. Um, there's a lot of little things that are, are towards Wanda. Um, the Billy and Tommy thing were a, a big deal. Uh, and those are in episode three twin names. Um, they come from the comics and they were created by, uh, by Wanda because she had that mental breakdown. She needed to create that, you know, the ultimate universe. Um, Another kind of so she can just spawn kids off of her. This is mental I would state. say this is not like real physical world. I would say this is like almost like an astral plane type of world, you know, where every it's like her dream. Yeah, right. Um, Does Vision have a dick? I don't know. That's a great question. I think he can Wait. make one up. How did we get there? Because oh, because she has kids. And I was kids? wondering. Well, she okay. inf- it she or... it manifests kids. I mean, they were born within three days. So no, I know. Matter. I'm just saying, like, is that a possibility Maybe. down the road? Like, Maybe. does he hit that? Um, which is a, on the reg. Speaking of astral planes, I mean, if anybody watched Doctor Strange, I mean, he's fighting uh, what's the Mombambo or whatever uh villain, and and Doctor Strange. Oh, the big demon. Yeah, the big demon. Okay. So there's a guy. Uh, who, uh, shark bait. Shark. Ooh, yeah. Um, there's a guy named, um, Jeremy Simpson, and he is actually, if you watch, there's some, when they're painting the rooms, it actually says Simpson's on the cans. And Simpson is actually going to be, uh, the storyboard artist for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse. So there's probably mm. some connection mm. there with the Astro Plane as well. Um, he's actually going to do the She Hawk as, 
also. So, I mean, he's there's a lot of people who are in the background are starting to move into some of the future shows and future movies, possibly. Um, so I think that's going to be something to keep an eye out for. Um, let's see. Uh, Strucker, there was the... Uh, everybody knows who Strucker is. He's the evil scientist who created WandaVision. There's some commercials with him on a watch, right? And I think... Um, and mm-hmm. so who knows? There might be some developing going on with that as well, right? There might be some more mutants or something being created. And, and if anybody knows about there's two two types of mutants. There's the mutants that were created by essentially the new uh, evolution, right? Which were, were kind of Earth 612. But if you watch multiverse kind of thing and you watch the – and if you've read Ultimate Universe, the ultimate X-Men were created by man. So – Right. That's which we read, we that, read that with the ultimate. So that's kind of like how Wanda was made in the MCU, basically. Zach looks dumbfounded right now. That's the one that you read the first book and we read the entire book. <laughs> oh, that's why I'm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just I was like, like everyone's like, right, we read that one. No, I remember that. And I'm thinking, like, what the um, fuck? I don't remember that at all. <laughs> so I thought that was a pretty good, good connection. So, I mean, those are, to me, were kind of the main things that could lead to the future of what's coming up. Um, some notable mentions, uh, Vision's tie was a distinct pattern from the actual Tom King's book, Vision, um, in the first episode where, you, wa- you know, he's got this uh, pattern. Um, of course, anybody wants to know what that book is, it's, it's Vision by Tom King, published uh, 2018, illustrated by Gabriel Hernandez Walta, which is a pretty great artist. Um, there's a lot of commercial stuff. There's the Stark Industry, industry uh, Toaster. Um, and then... Yeah. Uh, we were talking about how, you know, how the shows emulate kind of um, uh, old TV shows. You know, they do a credits of I Love Lucy on one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of one of the things that I – Zach had a point where Vision was kind of he, – he was supposed to be this all-powerful being really because he could carry the hammer. But, I mean, um, there's actually a, a scene in there where his head gets hit by saucers and Wanda was like, oh, you have a head – that's indestructible, but really, um, which could be reference to her grieving, um, because Thanos actually crushes, you know, uh, his head by taking the, mm-hmm. the oh. stone out. So that's kind of okay, maybe another damn. kind of indication that this is her reality that she's created. Again, it could be induced. It could be mm-hmm. something that she's doing. They never really talk about Wanda at the end, right? Um, mm-hmm. and then the other thing that kind of reminded me of the infinity stones, there's a, a port, there's a part of the, of, on episode two where it's the moon and then you've got six stars around the moon that, that could indicate infinity stones. And so again, just kind of, you know, her being in, hmm. in, in this kind of her own world. Um, those are pretty much my Easter eggs. Like I guess that I thought they were important. There's so many, I mean, like, you know, there's so many things that are out there and, um, there's a, there's stuff with Hydra. I mean, we all know Hydra, you know, mm-hmm. ter- terrorist group that's in there. They've got some commercials. I think there's a watch with them on as well. Watch it struck Hydra. Yep. Terrorist group. So yeah, I, I mean, there's, uh, there's so much, not just for what actually is comic book for Easter eggs. There's Easter eggs for well, classical TV, you know, sitcom TV. And yeah. I think that was, I think kind of fun. So it's a fun little thing to research today. Um, uh- after going through all these Easter eggs in your research, where do you see this going? Like, do you agree with Jordan that this is just Wanda's vision and she's grieving, or 
do part from that I, theory in any I direction. think it's partly that, but I also think that she's induced. So I think that there's either Hydra involved or some kind of uh, terrorist group that kidnapped her, took her in. Um, maybe she was vulnerable because she was grieving and now she's induced and they're using her to create something. Um, so on that, the end of episode three, when her friend that when the neighbors are being super weird, yeah. by the way, Catherine Hahn is crushing it. She's the one character I really enjoy so far in the show. She's the, the neighbor friend that comes over and is, she's from Step Brothers and Parks and Rec, the brunette. Who's very sassy talks about Ralph. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's hilarious. Yeah. Um, she's being super weird, and then the, there's neighbor that comes in and is talking to Wanda. Start asks about Ultron, and then Wanda like breaks. Like, what? What did you just say? Right. And then Vision comes in, and she's like, "Oh, she had to rush away." And then it shoots, shows her shooting out of this like force field area, and then all these people surround her with guns and look at her, and then it's over. That makes me think that she created this because it looks like a rift, like a bubble. Right. And there's a military camp outside of it, and they're observing, obviously. But if she was induced, I feel like they'd have more control of the situation. And it looks like she's created this, and they're kind of just trying to maintain it and observe and see what's going to happen. That's what it looks like to it me. It could be. It could be, yeah. I mean, it's such a big thing. Um, that's just, I think that's kind of the fun part. What's the, I mean, this is what we hope for. Is I heard that they had... Um, like special code names for people trying to get in and figure out what all the secrets are. And uh, like this whole little like, I guess fans were trying to break in and, and trying to watch and figure out these little things that they're going to do for the show and what's coming up for the MCU. So, I mean, they're breaking into what their studio and trying to get, you know, to oh, trying shit. to get the script ahead of <laughs> time. Yeah. it They had a name for it. There's these like basically, um, what do you call people that follow like bands groupies and yeah. they're trying to like get ahead of the the store and figure out what are all the um <laughs> like tidbits there's a movie about that i can't remember the name of it but it's like these three friends are star wars fans oh and one of the kid one of the guys gets diagnosed with cancer so before he dies they packed to break into skywalker ranch and steal george lucas's script or something like that yeah Ah, fuck. It's like Scar- that actually sounds like a good movie. It's a hilarious movie. It's like Star Wars nerds. I can't remember what it's called, but it's super funny. It, but that's very clearly what's actually happening. Oh, uh, I guess there. it's uh, let's see. When I guess there's a, a little bit of a an Easter egg for it. I guess there, the big red gum when he chews on it, um, in Episode Two, it could be a subtle nod to the working title of WandaVision while it was filming, which was codenamed Big Red to keep spoiler hungry fans from stalking the set. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. So the Big Red. Wow. Big red. But everything's got a purpose behind yeah. it. Yeah. Seriously. Marvel's so good at that. Uh, um, All right. So I think so I, I do got a poem. I, I know it's, I'm kind of doing Beneath the Ink a little bit. So I kind of wanted to do a poem about television mm. because I think this was heavy on not just MCU, but heavy on kind of how television developed, you know, from that era and how, you know, even houses were built with um, big living rooms so everybody could sit in the living room and watch TV together, you know. And uh, yeah. uh, which kind of changed how people see the world. So I wanted to read something by uh, a poet by uh, Clive uh, Clover Cloverhouse, and uh, it's called "The Television Is On." The television is on. No one is in the room. Is in the house. No one is left alive. It's on an empty world. The television is on. 
And I just kind of felt like that hit me with what TV's all about. It's always, always something that people even leave on in the background these days, and we're always doing. And I felt like mm. with Disney Plus and the st- it's such a heavy streaming time with the pandemic. Um, I felt like a poem about television and kind of where we're going, I guess, a little bit. But and that era kind of started it. I feel so. So I wanted. To- Are you saying that TV is is bad, Jr.? Because I don't know if I can handle that mentally. I don't. I'm not gonna say that because we'll get a lot of haters. Uh, yeah. I was raised on TV. So uh, what you should do, listeners, is listen to podcasts. Yes. Yeah. That'll that'll make you healthy. Yeah, but it's good for the old brain. Yeah. So, anyways, I wanted to do that, do that quick poem. Yeah. So that's beautiful, Jr. Thanks for diving deep there. Thanks. I feel like Thank. during that uh, time of television, nobody would have known like where we are now. What was gonna happen? Yeah. No. It's gonna become. Yeah. The creature they They're created. Like, oh, I'm just gonna turn on. I love Lucy. Yeah. Just for the <laughs> afternoon. It'll the be kids a good just time. watch it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now we're like, here. Take an iPad and get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Yeah. Now it's like no, put that's it straight parenting. in my veins. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's go around and give our rating of the first three episodes so far. And then, uh, is there a Rotten Tomato score you think for those episodes? Yeah, I'm sure there is. All right. So Zach, you start it off, then you can look up the score. What what score do you give the first three so far? Well, the first three. Um, I was pleasantly surprised. I mean, I'm not blown away, but I'm intrigued, and I went into this thinking it was going to be absolute trash. So, 6.5. 6.5. All right. That's a craft score. JR, what do you got? Um, I got a 7. Actually, it was entertained um, and intrigued at that about everything. I'm not, like, too intrigued about what who Wanda is or Vision's doing. I'm just intrigued about the whole setting. And I mean, it's so it's kind of an ominous kind of situation with the classical TV. I mean, I'm saying classical, but, you know, the old sitcom style TV. I never watched that stuff. So, you know, I think it's yeah great to kind of see it. And you're getting to see different outfits, different characters, different cultures, different, you know, um, that we got, you know, missed. And I think it's kind of cool that they're bringing that to the forefront. So, yeah, I'm giving it yeah, a seven. Okay. Another craft. Um, I'll give it a six. I was excited. I get what they're doing, and I'm excited for the future. But so far, it's been it's just fell flat a little bit for me, just because I said they lean. I think they're leaning too much into the wrong thing. But I think that's going to happen less and less as we go on. And it just sucks when the main characters are the least interesting part of the show. You know, <laughs> I feel like that's where we're at right now. I agree. But, uh, and I'm the ex- main character being Vision or Wanda. The main characters. I think the maybe both are just not appealing to me but i like this i like the surrounding characters i like the weird nuances and i like the twilight zone feeling that i'm getting from it so i'll give it a six so that rounds us out at a 6.5 right there in the middle what's uh the old rotten tomato meter say so uh rotten tomato hasn't graded this episode by episode it's graded it by the entire season oh because they've seen they've seen it so should we wait or should we air your call man air the dirty laundry our ranking will probably change. Yeah. But now I've seen. Yeah. I didn't know it was the whole season. Oh, man. You're spoiled. Zach already knows. So I guess we can all put it out there. What's what's the season got? I'll, how about we just do one of them? Uh, one of what? There's multiple ratings? There's an audience score and a uh, tomato, tomato tier score. Oh, gotcha. Okay. The audience score is 79%. Wow. 
it's higher than I thought it would be. And I imagine the tomato score is going to be higher than that because of all the technical savvy they've done with the Easter eggs and the style and the. the How much higher? I'm sure it's in the 90s. It's Marvel. I mean, anybody can just look this up. Yeah, what is I have it? the internet, what so that's it? how Zach I'm, has the only. I have the answer. The only screen. I have Google right now. After this, it's going to be disappearing into the abyss. No, what's what's the right? It's ninety four. Ninety four. Yep, that sounds right. Which is super fucking high. But I think that it's going to get better. That tells me. I can see that. That tells me. It's I can get see better. it getting better. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we're 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 lowballing it right now, but I do think our ratings will change. One thing that I know about us is that we do not take Rotten Tomato scores and make that does not adjust our opinion. If anything, it, we, we defy against the, the general medium, so I feel like that's not going to impact our thoughts um, moving forward, but it's good to know. It's good to know that it's ranked high. Um, before we close out, I am curious, what's the one thing that you're most excited about in Phase 4 moving forward? Z. Oh, man. I didn't know we had this question. <laughs> um, Pop quiz. I think I think I'm most excited about how they move around Chadwick Boseman. Okay, like how they handle it. Yeah, and handle might be the wrong word, but they're definitely gonna have a Black Panther too, and we know that Suri is probably gonna be the Black Panther. But a good portion of that movie, I think, is gonna be like a nod and like a paying tribute yeah in 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 like a cinematic way and so i'm looking forward to seeing that how they do that yeah that's not something i'm probably gonna cry move past i think we all will um i know you will <laughs> yeah probably it's not even in the... <laughs> yeah i'm definitely gonna cry yeah it's definitely gonna be cry there's gonna be some waterworks and i hope they do a, a healthy tribute because like well deserved and for those of you that haven't listened to it yet we have a chadwick boseman tribute episode um that you can go check out uh, JR, what are you most excited about? Um, I'm, I guess I'm excited to see the story. I mean, where are they going to take this? We've been so used to Iron Man being that, like, kind of stable storyline throughout, right? Because he was in everything. Um, and I'm kind of curious on what's going to happen there. Um, obviously, Spider-Man's not coming to TV, so how are they going to mix in movies with the TV versions? What, which, what are they deciding to put as movies? Um, comparative yeah. to the TV shows, obviously, I think anybody who's a B side B character is gonna have a TV show. You know, I mean, I obviously we're seeing Winter Soldier, Gambit, Gambit TV show. I don't think Gambit's gonna come to TV at all, actually. Um, because nobody cares. Yeah, like all. how does it even get to that? Get to Gambit just shows up. I don't know. Um, but I think yeah, for me is how they're gonna mix the two. Um. And what are they going to decide as movies versus TV shows? I, I'm very skeptical of TV yeah. shows altogether in the first place. I mean, there's you can hit or miss with TV shows because there's so much, right? I mean, you're talking probably 10 hours of TV versus two hours of a movie. And if they do a, a shitty job on one season, I mean, of something, then, and it's all connected, is it going to ruin a lot of the timeline? So we'll see. Hmm. Okay. We'll see. Okay. I I think I'm most excited for Spider-Man three. Um, just the rumors around it. It's just sounding more and more re- incredible. Multiverse. Get closer. It's so nuts. The multiverse. The characters coming back. Now it's a Christmas movie. They're saying like it's gonna be just 
everything. I love Christmas movies. I love Spider-Man. I love all the characters they're bringing back. It's like it's gonna be like the Expendables with all these names that are gonna be in this movie and how they do it. And normally I'd be nervous, but I trust Marvel with this much power in one room to do it well. I mean, they did it with Endgame. They brought everybody back and made it fucking. They made it work. Facts. At this, at well. this point, are we trusting MCU? Like, are we sitting back in at this point? Are you saying like, yo, like, is this Disney Pixar? Like, it's gonna be fire. I don't MCU. think they've led us astray yet. I mean, it's not DC. Dude, they definitely have led us astray. MCU? Captain Marvel? Captain Marvel was a one. Was shit. It was a one. <laughs> yes, there was like, a lot of Thor movies. Shit. I think, Hulk? I don't think shit. they're perfect. But I think that the general movement of Phase 4, we can trust. Like, overall, as a whole, Phase 3 was a success. Yeah, I agree. I can't, can't argue that. But yeah, there's going to be some holes. I mean, WandaVision might be the fucking hulk of <laughs> phase four who knows they're coming out the gate not hot with it you know i think it's a i, I feel like wandavision is about to be a sleeper okay i hope so it could it could be mm-hmm. all right but yeah i think we're all excited to see what's going to come next and it's going to get weird with the dimensions and that's a lot of room for creativity so hopefully they crush it um before we close out anything you want to plug zjr um Action City Comics, we're doing live claim auction, uh, which I'm help hosting for now, every Tuesdays, 7.05 p.m. Pacific. Um, live on Instagram? Live on Instagram. We're trying to work it out on Facebook, but for some reason, Facebook owns Instagram, but you can't connect the two to show at the same time, so it's very odd on how they do that. So it's it's a live auction? Live, so they can purchase Live comic? claim auction comic book show that we do i mean it's pretty popular everybody does it it's actually really successful already um you know people jumping on and and claiming books and uh i do all the shipping and online stuff for action city so you get my love with it when you buy a book um so and what time is that again seven what do you mean by your love you like put your essence just my it's like a hug that comes with every comic book basically nice warm cozy hug coming uh, zach's gonna get one tomorrow no that's perverted and gross i'm not a (laughs) that is not happening from action city there's a vial in your box no zach's actually getting a nice package from me this this week coming up so Mm, nice package (laughs) jordan is ruining it it. god damn it this plug is um going down but yeah we're gonna we're gonna end it before he makes it worse and we get sued by action city (laughs) wait no repeat the time though oh 705 Pacific time, Tuesday, every Tuesday. And what's the account that people can find this Action at? City Comics on Instagram. Okay. At Action City Comics. At Action Check City Comics. On Instagram. on Instagram. Very cool. Mm-hmm. That's fucking awesome. Keep it up, and I will not ruin it next time when we do books. Oh. I promise. <laughs> I don't believe promise. you. But uh, thank you guys so much for, uh, for tuning in this week. Uh, we're back. This was a three-part episode, um, or three episodes in this one, and we're going to be doing episode by episode moving forward, and I do think that each one's going to get more and more exciting. So stick with us, and let's ride this together. Onward to phase four. Over now. Peace. See you later. <laughs>